Very happy to be joined now by Toronto Blue Jays left fielder Dalton Barshow. And Dalton, I know even as a home player in Arizona, you never played the Blue Jays. Is this your first time in the city of Toronto? Yeah, so when I got, we got in at 3.30, this is my first time being here. So pretty, pretty cool kind of to be here and be a part of it and uh, excited for what this night has to, to start with. Well, I mean, you get in at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I, I don't know if you, you came to the ballpark yesterday during the off day. How much uh, of the city were you able to see in the, in the limited hours you've spent here? Uh, only a little bit. My parents and uh, wife are here, so being able to just kind of explore a little bit, going out to dinner and kind of taking, it, taking the night in early, and uh, being able to get here to the ballpark yesterday. I did a little bit of that and uh, just being around trying to find my way through through the maze again and trying to find where everything's at. But uh, no, really cool and, and like I said, love being here. How quickly or, or how much of that is you getting on the field and actually getting out there, seeing what it feels like to run on with the, you know, their version of the turf, seeing what the new outfield looks like and everything, like, no one here has been able to prepare for this, but you especially. Yeah, I mean, obviously not knowing what it looked like beforehand, um, it's uh, it's it's really cool. I mean, obviously I don't know how, how different it really was, but uh, to be able to kind of see what the stadium is like is really cool and kind of getting obviously a little feel early on. Um, just really cool kind of being here and uh, seeing what it's really like. Do you have a sense yet of, like, internally, have you guys, like, have they shown you stuff on what these angles might play like with the, the different wall placements and things like that? Yeah, they just said that like the pads are going to be pretty hard, so it's going to bounce okay. off a little bit. Um, but uh, Bud did say that uh, like they made the foul territory towards the line even smaller than what it used to be. So it's uh, going to be interesting kind of seeing how it really plays during a game, obviously. Um, you're really not going to be able to get a really good indication of really what it's going to do until then. So slightly smaller foul ground. Where do you land on? Sometimes you're playing a corner outfield. That's not great for you, but as a hitter, that's that's kind of a good thing, right? Where where does that wash out for you? Uh, for me, defensively, it's like you just have to know how much more space you have until that wall. Obviously, sliding is probably going to be a little bit more safer than going full speed into it. Um, but understanding where you're at at all times and understanding where who's ever playing the outfield, understanding your positioning is just going to be the key for us. So you've never played here under the previous configurations, but that's 16 feet closer, the, the, the right center field uh, wall. It's a little bit higher, but it's quite a bit shorter. Uh, I don't know if you've taken some obviously at BP today. Um, how enticing, how inviting does that look uh, to, to right field, the right center field gap? Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't try to look at that. Obviously, <laughs> whatever happens, happens. Um, but no, I think it's actually going to play a little bit better for righties because obviously they can use that right center field to their advantage and being able to obviously do a lot of different things. But um, as lefties, obviously, if you, you don't get one as well, you kind of hope that it can go out and hopefully this place can do that. Well, you guys have a couple of righties who've used that kind of opposite way power alley really well so far. Bo, Vlad, and Chappie are, are hitting everything really well. But what have you seen from those guys in terms of that part of the approach, the ability to take stuff with power the other way? Uh, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, they can do a lot of different things. A lot of guys in big leagues can't, and they, they allow the ability for the pitcher to kind of let the ball travel a little tick deeper, which basically makes um, their decision-making a lot harder for the pitcher to be able to kind of get them out. But uh, they're three really great players, and uh, it shows what they can really do and when all of us kind of get get going it's a lot of fun 10 game road trip to start the season your first season as a toronto blue jason wild games you guys win six of the 10 games is it almost better to start on the road for and have such a long road trip when when there's so many new guys i mean you're new to this team and there's a bunch of guys getting acclimated for the first time what does a 10 game road trip do in, in that regard obviously it kind of felt like we were on the road for a month i was like going from spring right into that 10 game road trip but no it was great i mean we did a really good job as a team of being able to control what we can control and being able to take what we could could get at that time and um, obviously going into kansas city and doing doing a good job there winning that series and obviously the last game in anaheim 
time was really huge. Um, we knew that the Cardinals were always going to give you a fit. So, um, but we did a really good job on that series overall, and and only good, better things more to come. So, time of game is down dramatically across baseball. You've played two of the the three longest games in Major League Baseball. Uh, some high-scoring affairs. Um, I know, yeah, the pitch clock obviously must feel different as, as a batter, but, yeah, the, it, I, I guess as far as the amount of time that you're at the ballpark, maybe it doesn't feel all that different because you guys are playing these outlier games. Yeah, uh, obviously we're scoring a lot of runs and we're making those games a little bit longer, but, uh, you know, it, it just feels kind of normal. Um, obviously spring felt a little bit different with, obviously, the pitch clock and kind of getting used to it, but uh, I think we're doing a good job of being able to take those timeouts when you need to at the play and um, understanding what we what we need to do to kind of be successful at the plate. You guys as a team haven't run a ton yet relative to, you know, stolen bases being way up around the league. Is that something you guys have talked about finding more opportunities for and are just kind of feeling out? Yeah, obviously, I mean, when you have three guys in your middle part of the lineup that are doing a lot of damage, it's it's kind of really tough to kind of give them, get, not give them those RBI situations. So um, try to obviously be smart on the base pass. Don't don't run into an out when you, when, uh, you think that it's going to happen. But um, knowing that you have three guys in the middle party lineup they can do some damage usually you uh, score a lot of runs that way and if you can take the chance when you need to um it's a it's a usually a good result then dalton you can answer a question that we asked each other yesterday on the radio show because what was it last year you were 15 to 16 bunt base hits when you put it in play right what was the one how did you get out that one time uh it was Ranger Suarez from the Phillies. He bunted, I bunted, and it was actually a really good bunt, and he just made a phenomenal play. He, like, backhanded it and be, flipped it. I mean, it was it was a perfect play, and uh, they did everything right on that. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things where it happens, and you kind of tip your captain and say, nice job. See, my guess was it was one that just kind of deadened a little bit, and the catcher got to it. Um, have you gotten a chance to try some of those here and see what this surface might feel like for some of those drag bunts? Um, no, we, d- we actually kind of have a field somewhat like this, obviously at spring and so like tried to bunt as much as I could on that and obviously understanding um what how it kind of plays but obviously it kind of just depends on the uh, obviously the position of the players and obviously the situation of the game and kind of taking all that consideration and then being able to take my chance so that's the technique of it you mentioned the situation of the game you did the one Sunday right after Chapman's grand slam um was that one like as soon as you saw Detmers was staying in the game you're like okay I'm going to keep piling on, keep piling on, or was there something you saw when you got up there? What was your decision process like for that bunt in that situation? Obviously, you knew that his his uh, confidence a little bit went way down a little bit, and obviously knew that he was trying to get strike one, and obviously understanding where the guy was at first and second, kind of not really paying attention. Because, I mean, a big blow like that, a grand slam coming off Chappie there, I mean, it was kind of a perfect timing, perfect storm for me to kind of lay one down. Yeah, you know what? Uh, there was a lot of conversation about your approach against left-handed pitchers, and, and the numbers last season weren't so great, but two years ago they were really good, and and obviously that drag bond is a great weapon against left-handed pitchers, but you've had some great approaches against so many lefties that you've already faced this season. What, what can you tell me about what happened last year against lefties and, and what you expect to accomplish against them this season? Yeah, obviously I got a little bit too pull happy, um, trying to obviously see a lot of a lot of stuff in, trying to be you know, able to yank it. Um, obviously it didn't work out, and no, I got back to kind of what I've always done in the past of using the whole field and, and trusting getting jammed at times when you don't feel that great and, and trusting that you're going to kind of get those a little bloop liners, being able to get over the shortstop and third baseman, and uh, you just got to trust that process because normally when you do that, you're able to let Charles stuff a little bit deeper and being able to make the right decision so on this team you're just the emergency catcher but you were a legit catcher last year what 30 games behind the plate 
we saw Danny Jansen be a little bit uh, under the weather on that road trip in California. How close were you to getting into that game? Did you have a conversation with John Schneider? How open are you to, to catching during the regular season? We know John before the season said he doesn't want to put you there, but how do you feel about it? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just an emergency guy if it happens, it happens. Um, I, I didn't really do much catching, just kind of caught one bullpen and knowing that I can still do it. And for that emergency situation, I'll be there to help. But uh, obviously it's not going to be great. It's a, it's the emergency situation type. Um, but knowing that I can still do it and help this team win, if, if, if it comes that situation, I'll be ready. Not a bad time to get out as stolen base rates go up all around baseball too. Yeah, exactly. Obviously knowing that uh, a lot of guys are stealing a lot more and the two catchers we got now are phenomenal. Dalton, uh, congratulations on your start with this Blue Jays team. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you.